0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Cloud Wars, in which we're going to take an in-depth look at Google Cloud's fast-growing AlloyDB database. For that conversation, I'm delighted to be joined by Andy Gutmans, Vice President and General Manager for Databases at Google. Andy, welcome. Good to
1: see you. Hi, Bob. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Andy, just to, to get started, too, you know, over the last several months, Google Cloud has been very active you know with new uh, technologies new solutions new services around data and data management uh, AI and related areas so could you start off by putting in perspective where alloy DB fits in with that broader portfolio
1: yeah I mean absolutely I mean I think at the macro right we're seeing really the, the huge interest in gen AI and 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 part of that is customers then wanting to you know uh, modernize their data estates, right? Because Gen AI is all around uh, bringing in your enterprise data with large language models to deliver the most contextual, immersive experiences. Yeah. Uh, and so, really, the enterprises that are successful are the ones who are able to exploit kind of these two pieces. Now, as part of that journey, you know, there's a heightened interest, right, on the customer side to really modernize their database estate. You know, moving from legacy databases. To more open databases and open source, uh, both because that gives them a lot more flexibility around talent. It get you know it obviously delivers lower cost, and then also when we're thinking about AI, you know there's a lot of innovation happening in the open source community, and so we're just seeing that like huge interest. Uh, now, so what customers ask us to do is like help them actually migrate from these legacy databases to open source. Typically, they ask to migrate to Postgres because Postgres is a relational database is that it is most similar to kind of the Oracle's and SQL servers and DB2s of the world. Um, now the challenge, you know, they have when they try and migrate from kind of high-end legacy database workloads to open-source Postgres is sometimes that doesn't quite meet the availability, the scale, the performance, the cost profile that they need, and that's why we basically invented allodb AlloyDB, the the easiest way to think about this is it's a Postgres on steroids that really fills the gap between what you get from open source, right? And what you can get in the highest end uh, legacy databases, right? So kind of from a transaction processing, performance, scale, manageability side, uh, AlloyDB uh, basically covers that. And so customers can fully embrace that and still know that they're gonna be on something that is 100% compatible with open source Postgres, and they still have that flexibility. Uh, In addition to that, not only is Adobe a managed service, we also make it available as a downloadable piece of software called Adobe Omni, where customers can also run that in multi-cloud environments. So they can run it on Azure, uh, on AWS, or even on-premises or at the edge, and so it truly gives them that kind of ability to break free from legacy and completely embrace open APIs.
0: Andy, that uh, last point you made there about uh, you know the multi-cloud and the fact that uh, you know it's uh, recognizing that on the one hand, so many customers might wanna move ambitiously toward the cloud. It's not gonna happen in a month or a quarter or a year. And so you've got the flexibility then to be able to play across those different
1: environments. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, for us, uh, that was just critical, right? We wanted to enable customers to modernize wherever they need to modernize. Uh, and we recognize they're not going to bring 100% of workloads to GCP. You know, sometimes for regulatory requirements or it's a retailer with, you know, databases at the edge, they've got to keep those in the stores. Uh, and so that's why we came up with Adobe Omni. And, you know, it's, it's been very successful so far. We just launched a great partnership with VMware, so we're actually t- delivering a kind of fully automated Adobe Omni on-premises and in VMware environments. Uh, and so, really, our goal is to help customers on this multi and hybrid cloud journey.
0: Yeah. Um. So, Andy, a couple things there. If I could follow up on the customer side, you've mentioned before about some legacy databases that you know among your customers and prospects they want to move away from that. Um, what are they moving from? And then could you talk a little bit about use cases among customers and some that you're finding to be most prevalent for Alloy DB?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And look, I, I just want to highlight, like, we don't go out there, you know, telling customers you should migrate off, right? They really come to us. Okay. And in many cases, those are customers who have Oracle environments, they've got SQL Server, they have DB2. And they've already decided that they want to go on that journey of, Open source and Postgres and so on. Um, so th- those are the most typical databases that come to us, uh, and then we basically also built some migration tooling and assessment tools that make that journey a lot easier for customers. So I'd say that that you know that that basically kind of highlights some of those. I think from a customer perspective, um, you know, we we see the full plethora of customers, everything from customers migrating migrating up legacy databases like. The CME group, you know, they've got a very big Oracle estate. Yes. And they've been working us, you know, to migrate more and more of those applications to um, AlloyDB. And by the way, that includes workloads that are sitting on Exadata, right? So we can really kind of help them with some of their highest end workloads. And we're also seeing some cloud natives like Character AI, you know, a Gen AI digital native uh, that basically, you know, wasn't coming from legacy databases, but they bet on Postgres. And they needed that additional level of scale and, and uh, performance and manageability uh, that we deliver with that ODB.
0: So, Andy, not uh, meaning to probe into too many details, but you mentioned CME, and you know that's not, uh, you know, some application that tracks how many vacation days somebody has. That's that's pretty vital, meaty stuff.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, you know, the, their bar is very high, right? Yeah. They 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 need to do transaction processing. At high throughput, low latency, I would say their manageability needs. You know, they're very used to some of the really good tools that Oracle has around manageability, right? Yeah. So I would say they set the bar high for us. Um, I'm glad and excited that we were able to meet their bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's really those kind of customers that make you better as a vendor uh, because they definitely challenged us. In, you know, to make sure that we really meet the expectations uh, that they have for their mission critical workloads.
0: Yeah. Yeah, now, Andy, a term that's come up a couple times is open, openness, open source. And you've lived in this world, been a leader in it for a long time. But now we see on the customer side, there's often more business or non-tech people coming in and being involved in some decision making. And I would suspect that some of those people say, oh, my God, I see this open term everywhere, you know, who, which vendor can use the term more. But, what are the characteristics, then, that a business person should look for to determine, for example, with AlloyDB, is this really open in ways that will suit the needs of me, the customer?
1: I think that's a great uh, great question. Let me answer that in kind of two stages. One, talk a bit about what's driving them to ask for open, and then maybe what are those characteristics? Okay. You know, I think when you think about what's driving them to open and even the business leaders understand like the benefits of open source, I'd say it's a few things. One is they know they're in a multi-hybrid cloud environment, right? And so they're really looking to have the level of flexibility they need and how they deploy their applications. Uh, the second thing is, you know, some of these folks, you know, have very expensive unfriendly licensing agreements, right? On some of the legacy databases, and they are looking for to lower their cost Um, And of course, as part of that, also increased their flexibility. So there's definitely a significant cost element there where kind of open source, even commercial open source, right, tends to be a lot more cost effective. Uh, The third one is talent. You know, it's actually not that easy anymore uh, to go and hire really great folks, you know, who know like the legacy databases just because of time, right? Some of these databases have been around for 30 years, you know? And, and so there's just a lot more talent today that knows Postgres, that knows the open source databases. And so that also factors in as a very important piece. Now, those are some of the things that business leaders are thinking about. And, and, and you know what they're really looking for is, A, it's an open API, right? That basically allows me to, one, run my application wherever I want, and also allows my data to sit wherever I need it to sit. Right there's a lot of governance, a lot of governance needs, and so on. So I'd say application and data mobility is a big piece, and so this is where you know having something like Alloy that truly you know can claim like we're fully compatible, we're 100% compatible with Postgres. You know, if you want to leave us and run this yourself on open source, you can. That is very important to customers, and we're we're completely committed to that.
0: Yeah. Um... Andy, it's funny, you know, as as you're not talking here, it's around the one year mark of the uh, Gen AI explosion, you know, sort of rocked the world there. And um, I would think, but you know, uh, up to 12 months ago, there weren't a lot of people talking about large language models. And now it's a CEO and board level discussion here. You've made the point that some of the characteristics and capabilities that AlloyDB can offer will help businesses and other large organizations be able to work with large language models more clearly. And it was specifically built to do that. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Because it's just such an incredibly strategic issue these days for your customers.
1: No, absolutely. And, you know, the way I like to talk about this is, look, if if you're going to build any meaningful enterprise Gen AI app, you've got to anchor it in your real operational data. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, if you're financial service, your insurance, like you don't want a hallucinating model, right? Like you, you need to deliver customer experiences that are accurate and factual in real time. And so it's always going to be around, how do I bring my enterprise data and, and the power of large language models together? Now, the interesting thing is, you know, that operational data is already sitting in, in DB, in and Postgres and in these operational databases. So, you know, our focus is really to, you know, deliver all the capabilities right within the databases that really make it easy for customers to exploit the power of GenAI. So you may have heard of, you know, vector databases and vector support. That's really a way to, you know, using large language models to get embeddings, which are kind of these vectors that represent the data, and then you can do things like similarity search. You know, those are capabilities that the open source Postgres community has innovated on. We have that in AlloyDB. But we've innovated and actually made it much faster and, and, and using less memory. So kind of from a price performance and efficiency perspective, we deliver a lot of differentiation. We've made it very easy for developers when they're using these databases to just call these large language models from within their database, within their database transactions. So really, a lot of our focus has been around productivity, you know, developer productivity, reducing cost and improving scale. Um, and that's what we're super committed to with AlloyDB. And we call it AlloyDB AI, which are really those set of features. And, and the other thing we're we're committed to is not just making those, not just integrating those capabilities with the GCP AI capabilities, but with the whole ecosystem. So for example, supporting Langchain integration, you know, for customers who are using Langchain as their Gen AI orchestration engine. So for us, I would say. Bring these worlds together is critical. And if you think about AlluDB in a very simplistic way, it does two things. It helps you get off legacy databases, and then it helps you innovate on the future with Gen.AI. Okay. So that's really our our core value proposition to enterprise customers.
0: Yeah, and Andy, I might be asking you to, uh, you know, go over a little bit of some of that same ground too. But one of the other things we hear a lot from customers is, this whole shift into the gen AI world is gonna be challenging enough. As I start to do that, well, I don't know if I wanna make a database switch, right? Because everybody tells me that database migration is risky and challenging and expensive. And um, so how is Alloy DB designed to be able to not just enable it, but as you just said, the, the second part is move into that new world of gen AI. Yeah,
1: so I think on the migration side, um, as I said earlier, like Postgres is really the most compatible database with some of the legacy databases. And then we've invested in migration tools that can migrate your schema, your data, your store procedures. We even use Gen AI in that. We have a Gen AI-based experience that helps customers on the last mile of store procedure uh-huh. kind of migration. So we make it, I would say, you know, relatively easy. It's never completely easy, but we make it relatively easy. For customers to migrate, and then once they're on Postgres and they're on AlloyDB, right? That's where these AlloyDB AI features come in. When they when they can they can add a column and have vector embeddings, you know they can call models from Vertex AI from within their database. They can orchestrate this whole workflow with LangChain uh, or or the Vertex AI automation capabilities. So, um, well, we're, we're giving customers a very smooth way to get into Gen AI without having to completely reinvent, reinvent how they're using databases, how they're building their schemas. They can kind of work in the same way, just better.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, and Andy, you know, sort of broadly across, you know, your portfolio, they have database within Google Cloud, it seems like that that's a big, you know, booming part of the business for Google Cloud, which is you know, one of the fastest growing cloud vendors in the world here. So, um, it, you know, with, how would you say that AlloyDB is fitting in with that, right? as you know, the the, the range of customers that are using it and the business outcomes that they're producing it, it. It seems more and more that customers are looking at Google Cloud as not just a cloud platform, but more specifically like this company really gets databases. How does AlloyDB reinforce that message or positioning for customers?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I would say uh, data is really our strength, right? It had to be our strength because we needed to be the best in data for our own businesses, our Google businesses, right? I think the opportunity we've had in with Google Cloud is actually externalizing a lot of those learnings and technologies to our customers, right? And And, and that's what's really exciting, I think, in this case, which is, you know, We kind of ate our own caviar before, you know, Uh we built this to Google scale and Google availability. And now, you know, we're seeing customers, both traditional and digital natives, you know, needing some of those same level of levels of availability and scale and security that we built for ourselves. So that's been really exciting. Now, of course, it's always a journey. And I think about the journey kind of in three buckets. We have our managed third party services like Cloud SQL, like Memory Store, where we just do an awesome job managing those databases as is. And that also includes SQL Server, right? And so we make kind of the first lift and shift transition quite easy for customers. On the other extreme, we have the databases we needed to build for Google, like Spanner and Bigtable, right? That basically underlies search and ads and YouTube today. And we've externalized those to customers. So when they're coming and building Greenfield applications, right? They can build on those and be completely, completely future-proof from a scale and availability perspective, and so on. AlloyDB fits in the middle. You know, mm-hmm. it fits. It has a very special place, right? Because it's kind of both. It is both. It's got the kind of traditional API. It's very compatible with open source, or right? it's 100% compatible. But then we also leverage some of these cloud-native capabilities we've built in the past around storage and disaggregated compute to truly build a system. That has you know very strong scalability and availability needs, and so where it's positioned in the portfolio is really that kind of center ground, where you know we both focus on I would say legacy database migration. As I mentioned before, if you're coming from you know some of these high-end deployments, that's the place to land because it's both compatible and it scales. And, and then also just customers who've outgrown Postgres. Yeah, you know we've got customers like I mentioned Character AI before. They started on Postgres but they were so successful that they needed something that could scale more and an AlloyDB filter gap.
0: Well, Andy, that's very helpful, I think, to put it in the the context of where AlloyDB sits within your your family of databases and solutions there. And I guess, you know, one of the last questions I have, wanted to check in with you, you know, to the degree you can, what's next for AlloyDB? Particularly, Andy, if you could orient uh, that from, what customers are saying hey this is good right now but in six or 12 18 months i'm going to need to be able to do these other things
1: you know customers are always pushing us right Uh, they they always want better price performance so you know we continue to work on better price performance which obviously then translates into cost savings and, and really strong value proposition for customers and you know they continue to push us on lots of aspects like disaster recoveries, uh, performance, availability, security. I mean, what we have already is awesome, but there's more and more right innovation on that front. So I think that is one piece. The second one is, you know, areas of, of true differentiation. So for example, AlloyDB, you know, has a lot of kind of automatic capabilities to kind of manage the database. So, you know, the easier we can make it for customers so they don't have to co-manage the database, but we actually take care of everything, the better. So whether that is advisors, whether that is automatically vacuuming the database, lots of things around that area. Then there's aspects such as you know hybrid workloads, transactional analytical workloads. One thing that is very uh, unique around AlloyDB is that it has something called a columnar engine, which think about it as an analytics accelerator that can basically run analytics in, in this transactional database up to a hundred times faster than open source Postgres, right? Mm-hmm. So customers can start doing real-time analytics on their operational data. And then I would say last but not least is, is Gen AI, what we just talked about before, yeah. which is, and I would say Gen AI in two contexts. The first one are database capabilities to help developers build Gen AI applications faster and better. And the second one is assisted experiences where we leverage Gen AI to make the, the developer's lives so much easier. Uh, and so that's, you know, we have Duet AI that we announced as Google, right? Which is this whole notion of AI assisted experiences. And so there's a lot of innovation that we're driving uh, to just help developers, help operators, help DBAs uh, with a much easier uh, and better experience.
0: Hey Andy, based on what you just said there, if I could uh, you know just follow up with one question on that. If I'm a business leader in a company and involved in these discussions about which database, some of the things you were just saying, I think would strike a chord because I I would be thinking, geez, we, you know, all these database, these new database technologies are supposed to be, um, not require as much manual setup. So these, the, the traditional field of like a database administrator, if a lot of that work that is sometimes not the most glamorous work for highly skilled people to do if that work can be automated or taken over by you know a new database like DB, what then would I as a business leader be thinking about what do I do with these highly trained technical people who've been doing that what's the future for those folks
1: yeah so by the way you're spot on I think that's exactly how business leaders think about this which is I have a finite amount of resources technical resources right and there's really two things that at the most value, right? Either they're innovating to help drive revenue the top line, right? And differentiation, or they're helping save cost, right? One of those two, preferably both. Any time that those and en- you know engineers spend on undifferentiated heavy lifting just to make sure the application stays up, it's secure, and so on, is not really contributing to the business outcomes, right? And so you know the thought process here is. And there's also risk because you end up building dependencies on one or two folks who are not doing this at scale. And, you know, if they decide to find a different job, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of on your own trying to run this on your own. So the calculus here is very simple, right? You let the experts manage the infrastructure and the services and your databases. And then you can really focus those engineering uh, resources on innovating on behalf of the business. Yeah. And driving business outcomes, and I, I often say that I think the customers who do them, who try and do everything themselves, I think probably spend at least sixty percent, if not more, of their time on undifferentiated heavy lifting that is actually not furthering the business outcomes. Yeah. And so, by by putting more, by letting us take more of that undifferentiated heavy lifting, customers can really focus, you know, a much higher percent of their resources on driving those business outcomes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Andy, this has been great. Um, wonderful perspectives on things here, you know, from the unique differentiated positioning of AlloyDB, the, the use cases that you described, what's going on with Gen A, all the way up to this thing about these very talented people who want to be doing that higher value work and how this can help unleash that. So Andy, before we wrap up, any
1: final thoughts from you? No, it's just, you know, I, I think it's just super exciting time for us right now. I think Gen AI is really kind of, as you said before, at the board level, right? Everyone's trying to rethink how they increase their differentiation, how they deliver better user experiences, right? How they can really exploit those technologies. And I would just say that I think the ones that are going to be successful are not just the ones who build the kind of AI or Gen AI skill set, but really have a good hold of their data state. Mm-hmm. and know how to bring those two worlds together because it's really the data in combination with the AI technologies that can deliver these immersive, highly differentiated customer experiences. Good.
0: I, and I should share with you this optimism and excitement about the future. I think uh, this year has been pretty crazy, but 2024 is going to be even more wild. It's going to be a lot of fun. And thanks so much for being here and sharing some of your insights about where things are going with AlloyDB.
1: Great. Thanks so much for having me.
0: You're welcome, Andy. And folks, thanks to all of you for being with us here on this special edition of Cloud Wars where we took an in-depth look at Google Cloud's fast-growing AlloyDB database with Andy Gutman's Vice President, General Manager for Databases at Google. We'll see you next time.